The following message is from Westway Christian Church in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. If you'd like to know more about us, go to westwaychurch.com. Thank you for listening. Surprise. Now, as John mentioned uh, last week, uh, over the, the course of this month in August, he likes to take a step back from being up in this spot. So um, I know he's hiding amongst you all right now, uh, almost like a little game of Where's Waldo for me. Um, but it gives John a great opportunity to, to prep for our um, fall series that, that he's already in the works. And uh, we'll be looking at judges at that time. But it's also a great opportunity for, for you all to get to see other people up here And so uh, you'll be seeing a little bit more of myself and Joe uh, throughout the course of this month. And I'm personally, I'm excited. I have done youth ministry for for years and years. And this is one of the things that that I have learned to love. Uh, Getting up and talking in front of people was really, really hard and still can be nerve wracking at times, but it's something, preaching is something that that I've learned to love and enjoy doing. So I love being able to, to have the opportunity to get up front and deliver a message. And I'm excited for today. Today we're going to be looking at the topic of mission. And really this week and the next couple weeks, we're going to be looking at what mission is and what it is not. And today I just wanted to start by sharing a, a story of kind of my personal understanding of, of that word, mission or missions. I know growing up, when I heard the word missions, one thought came into my mind, and that was the people that, like, full-time go overseas somewhere and serve in the mission field. And I think, especially in the church, when we hear that word, that may be the first thing that pops into our heads. But as I grew up, and it really wasn't until I got into college, Christian college at Nebraska Christian College, that I really had my eyes open to kind of the broader scope. That yes, missions involves going and serving overseas at times, but it's also much more than that. So as I was going through Christian college, we had opportunities to kind of see some of these other areas. And I remember the very first time when I was in Omaha, Nebraska at college, we had the opportunity to go and serve downtown in an inner city mission. And like growing up in in small town Nebraska, my eyes were just opened that here in our own state, there were areas of severe poverty of people that, that didn't know Jesus. A mission field in our very own backyard. And I was able to, to serve in that way in inner city missions in Omaha. And then on top of that, every year, our school did something called Week of Ministry where we would go out and they would shut down classes for an entire week and every single student would go to some area and serve on a short-term missions trip. Some of those were overseas, but some of those were, were local in Omaha, and some of those were national. And I remember I had the opportunity to go to Baltimore and see a lot of inner-city missions going on in that community as well, in a much bigger scale than what I experienced in Omaha. And I, we were able to partner with a church in Baltimore and give me the experience of, of seeing that church was much bigger than just Westway and just the churches that I was involved with in Omaha, but there was a much bigger church at work serving in their very own mission field. 
then I also had the opportunity to go to Trinidad with our choir, and we traveled around the island of Trinidad singing and putting on clinics for churches and teaching churches how to, people in churches how to play instruments like guitar and bass and piano so that they could start their very own worship teams in their small churches. I also had the opportunity to go to Ecuador with World Vision and see the, the relief efforts and the community building efforts that they were instituting. Some of you in this room may support um, by sponsoring a child through World Vision, and I was able to experience and see where the money that, that goes to support in each of those kids is put into practice in these communities. And seeing how people are hearing for the very first time the gospel message. And it was during that time in my life that I began to see that mission or missions was much bigger than I thought. One of the things I love about Westway is out in the lobby on the back wall. You probably walk by it every single time you come in, and it it may be to the point now where you've seen it so much that it's almost just a picture or a decoration on the wall. But it's so awesome. It says, we exist to proclaim Jesus as Lord to everyone, locally, nationally, and internationally. That's Westway's mission statement. It's why we exist. And if you are here today and you call yourself a part of the body here at Westway, that's your mission. It's our collective mission to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, not just locally, not just nationally, and not just internationally, but all of those things together. It's why we exist. It's written on the wall in the lobby. And those words may sound familiar to you. If you turn with me to Matthew chapter 28, this is a passage that you're all probably very familiar with. After Jesus had resurrected, he had promised and told his disciples to go to a place and wait for him. And after he had resurrected in chapter 28, verse 16, this is what it says. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. And I love this next phrase, but some of them doubted. The immediate thought that pops into my head is, like, how? They had just witnessed Jesus die, and they had heard that he had been resurrected, and you would think after experiencing all of those things that it would click finally for the disciples. But there were still some in that moment that doubted. And Jesus came to his disciples And I think that he realized in that moment. And so he reassured them by saying these words. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. In case there was any doubt of exactly what was going on, just a reminder to you disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I defeated death and the grave. 
All authority has been given to me. And because of that, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I love those verses, and just like the the writing out there on the wall, I think we hear these so much, especially if you've grown up in the church, that it almost can get to the point where it's just in one ear and out the other. And so if you're anything like me, it's great to have these little reminders where you can look at this and be reminded of, of our purpose. Westway's mission, we exist to do these things. Jesus gave this this commission to the disciples to go and make more disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teach them to obey all of everything that Jesus had commanded. And that commission is for us as well. If you're here and you would classify yourself as a Christian or as a disciple of Jesus, we are called to do the exact same thing to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And that's where our mission as Westway comes from. It's our goal and my prayer that everyone in this room and everyone watching online would do just that, to proclaim Jesus to everyone. Not just locally not just nationally, not just internationally, but to all nations, everyone. And if you've been a part of Westway for a long time, you probably know some of these things, but I just wanted to remind um, those of you who, who are new to Westway, and myself included, as I was preparing this message, it was great to have a little reminder of all the different ways that, that Westway as a church is living out these things how we're proclaiming Jesus to everyone, locally. If you walk in here on a Sunday morning, you see children going to classrooms. If you come here in the midweek, you see students going to youth group. Every single activity that we have at Westway operates through the lens of this mission. I think we would be failing as a body if we failed to proclaim Jesus to our children, to our students. That's why we we do events like the the grandparenting seminar that we just had a couple weekends ago, learning how we could intentionally do these things that we're talking about to our kids and our, grand, and our grandkids and lead our families by proclaiming Jesus and sharing how he has changed our lives. That's why we do things like the soup kitchen, where we serve a meal and serve people. It's why we do things like partnering with area churches to distribute food to those in need in our community. It's why we have programs like Embrace Grace. 
That's why there are programs in our community like Fellowship of Christian Athletes. All of these things and all of these missions that we support locally proclaim Jesus. Nationally as well, we support Summit Christian College. It's their sole purpose to train up church leaders and then send them out to proclaim Jesus to churches just like Westway all over the country and all over the world. Preparing and sending church leaders to proclaim Jesus. It's why we support ministries like Christian Student Fellowship and, and J3 in Kearney. He's on campus at UNK ministering to international students. So it's not just nationally here in our state, but he's also working with international students that have come in to attend school, proclaiming Jesus in that way. It's why we support ministries like the Northern Plains Evangelic, ooh, Evangelistic Association, who their sole purpose is to plant churches. And Westway has been a part of that process in multiple churches, like Whitewater Christian Church in Laramie, another church plant in Bismarck and Sheridan and other places. We proclaim Jesus nationally. We also support international missions, like the Northwest Haiti Christian Mission, and many of you in this room have probably gone on short-term trips to help out with that mission as well. Helping perform surgeries, doing maintenance work on the hospitals, going into the bush and proclaiming Jesus to the, the locals there. That's why we support missions internationally in Myanmar, mission to South Africa, Nima House, and so many more. Westway is intentional about proclaiming Jesus to the entire world, locally, nationally, and internationally. It's why we exist. Every fabric of our being should flow out of that. It's our mission, and it's the mission that's been given to us by God. To go and make disciples and then teach them and baptize them. And then that process continues over and over. It's why we exist. But not only is it the reason why we exist, but that mission is for everyone. And I know that that statement right there could be like, there may be some of you sitting there in your seats today or watching online that hear those words, it's for everyone. And it causes you to kind of step back a little bit and say, hold on, I don't know if I can do that. All of those missions that you described, I don't know if, if I could go and do that. And if there's one thing I learned when I was able to experience some of these overseas missions trips, it's that the people that devote their lives to that, that is a high calling and it is hard work. And I know that I, I don't know if I would be able to do that. But the great thing about the church is that God has gifted all of us in different ways. And my giftedness may not be your giftedness. And my calling may not be your exact calling. But one thing that we have in common is that we're united together through what Jesus did for us. And our mission to proclaim Jesus remains the same. How we have been called to go about that may be different from person to person. This great commission is a continual process. It's making disciples who make disciples. And 
the cool thing about that is that we, Westway Christian Church, the body here at Westway, get to participate in that process today. I know that I'm here because of so many people here at Westway that poured into my life. I was a part of that discipleship process because people sought me out and loved me and proclaimed Jesus to me. I'm here because that was lived out in my life and now I get to do that same thing to serve and proclaim Jesus to everyone that I come in contact with. And if I'm being truthful, that's what I want for everyone here. We want everyone to be involved with the mission that Jesus calls us to. That's partly why, if you, you've probably heard this over the last few weeks and months, but we made some changes to the way that we operate faith promise. Instead of being able to designate our, our giving straight to that faith promise and specific ministries, we decided to roll all of that into our general fund. And the thought behind that is because we want everyone to be a part of that process. And the beautiful thing is that if you give here at Westway, you're giving to missions. You're giving to support directly all of those ministries that I listed off just a little bit ago. You're giving to support the missionaries that are serving in all of those areas that are proclaiming Jesus and you're a part of that process. Every single one of us can be a part of that process. Mission doesn't, doesn't care about age. Mission doesn't care about gender. Mission doesn't care about personality or ability. Mission does care about obedience and willingness and unity. So you may be sitting here now and have the same question that I asked myself after I experienced all those different mission trips. How can I be a part of this process? What can I do practically right now to help further this mission that God has set us out on? The first thing you can do is go. Jesus said to go. That's an action word. You can't go by sitting in your seats. You have to actively get up and move and go. You can go to your neighbors. You can go to your coworkers. You can go to your schools and your classmates. Right here in Scottsbluff and in Scottsbluff County, every single one of us knows people that don't know Jesus. And we can go and proclaim Jesus to them. It starts here locally. Some of you in this room may feel called to, to go further than that. You may feel called to, to go and become a pastor. You may feel called to go and be a part of a parachurch organization. 
And some of you here may go and do just that. You may go to to Christian college and Bible college and receive the training and then go and be a part of a church doing exactly that and proclaiming Jesus nationally. Some of you here may feel called to go on a missions trip, whether it's a short-term missions trip where you go to Haiti or South Africa or any of these other missionaries that we support and go in and take part of that process for a short time. Some of you in this room may feel called to go and do that big picture for the long haul. But all of us can go. You can do, live this out practically right now by giving. And that doesn't always have to be a financial gift. Yes, the, the financial gifts that we receive at Westway go to make all of those things happen. They, they make all of the ministries that we have here possible because of your generosity. But you can also give of your time. You can serve. And John's going to be talking more about that next week, so I promise I won't step on his toes. You can give. Give of your time. Give of your resources. By giving, you make it possible for all of these missions to exist and fulfill the purpose that God has called them to. You can be a part of the process, and your giving matters. The last thing you can do is pray. I know that every single one of our missionaries appreciates the prayers that they receive. Each and every situation is different and they're all experience different trials and troubles and being able to to know that in the midst of that, there's a body here at Westway and other places across the United States that are praying for them, specifically by name, that God would strengthen them, that they would be able to, to continually spread the gospel those prayers are appreciated. I would encourage you not not just to, to pray for the missions that we support, but also lift up the church leadership. Pray for our elders. Pray for our pastors. Come by the office during the week and see if there's any way that, that you could lift us up in prayer. We would love that. We would love for you to join us in praying for the rest of the body here at Westway. Whether it's pastors, elders, staff, volunteers, children, students, pray. I heard someone describe mission very bluntly, but I kind of need that sometimes in my life. They said, when it comes to mission, You're either giving, going, praying, or disobeying. This is something that that God has called each of us to, and it may seem daunting in the moment. And the reality is that it may not be possible for every single person in this room to do every single one of those things that we just listed, but I know it is possible for every single person in this room to do at least one of those things and probably more. 
So I would encourage you to, to just start small, to look for practical opportunities that you can serve and be involved right now. It's kind of a dangerous prayer. Someone said to me once that they don't pray for patience anymore because they found that God, instead of just giving them all the patience they need, usually puts them in situations where they have to practice patience. And it's kind of the same thing. If we pray and ask God to give us opportunities to proclaim the gospel, I believe that he's going to give us those opportunities. And all we need to do is look. Because there are people in our community, there are people that we interact with every single day that need to hear that, that need to see that lived out in our lives, that are maybe just waiting for someone to open that door for them. So look for opportunities and start small. It doesn't have to be this big grand gesture where you make the proclamation that I'm going to spend the rest of my life and move thousands of miles away and proclaim the gospel to this remote island. There's a lot of work that goes into preparing for something like that. And not everyone is going to be able to, to accomplish that. So start small. Look for the opportunities that God has placed in front of you. And as we close today, I just want to encourage you with this. I said that mission cares about unity. And that's one of the things that I've loved seeing even from afar before I came back to Westway was the unity that I've seen, not just here, but the unity that's also started with other churches throughout our area. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be able to be a part of that Unite Night of Worship that's going to be happening next month, well, just in a few weeks. Because I believe that, that unity, especially unity amongst Christians, is so important. And here's why. If you look in John 17, right before Jesus is betrayed, right before he's arrested and beaten and crucified, you see this, this intimate moment in his life where he goes off and he prays and he just pours out his heart to God. And I love towards the end of this prayer, starting in verse 20, in the middle of, of knowing all of these things that are about to happen, Jesus pauses and says these words. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. Isn't that cool? Here's Jesus. He's about to be arrested. He's about to be betrayed by one of his closest friends. Arrested, beaten, falsely accused, crucified, killed, murdered. And in, instead of having his mind solely focused on all of those things, 
He was thinking about his disciples. And not just that, he's praying for all who will ever believe in me through the disciples' message. Who is that? That's us. I pray not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one. Unity. Just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them. You see, we're all in this together. I love that multiple times Jesus uses that word unity. May they be together as one. May they be united. And then immediately after he says those words, there's a reason. May they be united so that the world may know that you sent me. May they be united so that the world may know that your love. I think a lot of times the, the church as a whole gets this wrong. I don't know how many times I've, I've heard people say that they don't want to be a part of church because the church is full of hypocrites. They look at the church and all the fights that go on and they don't see a picture of unity like Jesus is calling us to. And the reality is that it, it takes all of us Each of us has been gifted in so many different ways to build up the body of Christ. We all play a part in this in some way, shape, or form. And if we're not all working together and united together, all pulling in the same direction towards the same mission, then everything falls apart. I love the analogy that that Paul gives in, in Corinthians of the body. And when I taught this to students I used that analogy and said, I mean, what would it look like if the body was made up of only eyes? It's not going to function. One of the students, I said, it'd be able to see really well. And they said, well, technically, it's missing a few key components to be able to do that. It's useless. But when you take each and every part and put them together then it functions as it should because it's all working together towards the same goal. We're all in this together. This is for everybody. This mission that God has called us to is for every single person that we would proclaim Jesus 
to everyone, locally, nationally, and internationally. So we can be that shining example to the world, showing them the love that Jesus has for us and showing them that because of what Jesus did for us, we are united together as one. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much that that you chose to send Jesus down to the earth as a baby and that he grew up and lived a perfect life and that he died for us on that cross and that he was risen again. Father, I'm so thankful that you had a plan in place And because of what Jesus did for us, Father, my prayer is that we would respond that we would take to heart the the commands that you gave to us, the commission that you gave to your disciples and to us to go, to go and make disciples of all nations and to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and to teach them everything that you have commanded us. Father, help us to be bold. Help us to look for opportunities to do just that. Help us not to get caught up in all of the things we can't do, but to get caught up in all of the ways, all of the opportunities that we have to serve you and to proclaim your name to the nations. We love you so much. Thank you so much for entrusting us with that mission, for allowing us to be a part of your plan and your story. Amen.